Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and today I'm going to talk about a couple of interesting topics coming out of our community and industry over the past week or so. We're going to get caught up on the LOA ATR trail running shoe launch that we covered here in The Rock Fight earlier this year. I'll give you my opinion on the trend of fanny packs being worn over the shoulder, as well as the recent spate of human-powered endurance accomplishments coming out of the through-hiking and ultra-running scene. Lots of rocks to throw today, but first, we're halfway through secondhand September, and if you head to GearTrade.com right now, you'll find deals on winter gear and apparel that are discounted over 60%. So go get geared up for this upcoming winter, and while you're there, click on the Sell Your Gear tab so you can learn how to make money on the stuff you have that you're not using. All on the home for unnew outdoor gear and apparel, GearTrade.com. Okay, let's start the show. So earlier this year, I spoke with Peter Vary from Footwear News about LOA entering the trail running market with the launch of their ATR line of three styles of trail running shoes. And I'll link that episode in the show notes if you want to go back and listen to it. My point in that conversation is that I understand the temptation for a boot brand to move into an adjacent market and create a new stream of revenue. But I was dubious that trail runners would flock to LOA meaning if they were going to be successful in the space, it would be a years-long effort to get there. Well, the shoes are now available for purchase. At the time, they had just been launched at trade shows, and after checking out the products on Loa's website and watching the video they made, my initial reaction is that I, I still feel the same about my prediction. And that also, hey, 2002 just called Loa, and they want its marketing back. Loa's playing all the hits with this launch. They're citing a bunch of athletes that completed a big adventure race in Colorado, and they made a video that I, I honestly would think it was a parody if I saw it out of context. Just runners grinding up hills with big mountain vistas and music blaring and a voiceover that just go and watch it to see what I mean. And lastly, the names of the shoes are something out of a joke pitch or a movie or an April Fool's Instagram post. Loa named the three styles of trail runners. I hope you're ready for this. They're Cytux, Amplux, and Fortux, which honestly, those names would be out of place in like a Star Wars show. And they have supposedly have different applications, these three styles, but they generally all look the same. Yeah, and before I get to how I think this plays out, I want to point something out that's kind of problematic for Loa. Not kind of, I think this is problematic for Loa. So when you're on the ATR page, they show you two products for each style, but only one is noted as having a W next to its name. So my initial thought was like, oh, this is the wide version of the style. Nope, that's the women's version. So, hey, Loa, just a tip. I don't think you should present your styles your products with the main attention getter being the men's and then throw a W to the style for the women's. There's no M on the men's style. That's just the style name. And then you see the women's and it's like the style name plus a W. It just, it's diminishing. I mean, just have the style on the product page and show the men's and women's options. I mean, seriously, what year is this? How do brands still fuck this up? It's confounding to me. I, I don't understand it. Do better. Just do better, Loa. My God. Okay, that aside. Yet Loa is playing all of the hits here, and not particularly well, but regardless, it's going to be super hard for them doing it that way to make inroads because they are playing the authenticity card. Maybe if they tried to appeal to sneakerheads and go the fashion route, they could get lucky, 
But right now, my guess is the best case outcome here is that they eat into a brand like La Sportiva's tiny share of the trail running market. Also, the cheapest of the three models is the Fortux. I can't say that without laughing. Fortux. Sorry. <laughs> and that shoe's 160 bucks. Now, by comparison, well-established models from Ultra, Hoka, and Topo, all of which have huge loyal followings and price points that top out at $150 on some of those models. So even if someone has an interest in trying the new Loa Trail Runner, they're going to have to spend at least $10 to $20 more for an unproven shoe. So to me, this adds up to two seasons of good reviews because I'm sure the shoes perform fine, but poor sales and Loa pulling the plug to focus on the thing that has kept them in business for 100 years, boots. Now, I'm happy to be proven wrong with this prediction. And hey, Loa, if you want to prove me wrong, how about you start by changing the names of the shoes that's something that sounds like a real word and then create some marketing that doesn't make it look like you're trying to get Jim Walmsley and Courtney DeWalter to notice you. Speaking of Courtney DeWalter and Jim Walmsley, over the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of buzz over some human-powered accomplishments. We had DeWalter and Walmsley at UTMB and Carl Sabby setting a new FKT on the Pacific Crest Trail. Now, I'll put some links in the show notes to recap their efforts and what those folks have done in those places, but it got me thinking. Why do we care so much about these big accomplishments in the outdoor space? And don't try to argue with me that we don't. What people have accomplished outside has been an absolute staple of outdoor media since there has been outdoor media. But honestly, it feels played out at this point. For one thing, outdoor experiences are getting more personal. For a long time, we'd read about the latest accomplishment of a Lynn Hill or a Conrad Anchor, and a lot of folks would draw inspiration from that about what could be achieved in the backcountry. Now, I've talked a lot on this show about the shift from backcountry hardcore to anything being done outside is now outdoor. So like while something like hiking was outdoor before, now it's whoever doing whatever you see on TikTok that's being done outside. Uh, this is generally a good thing. This mentality helps get more people outside, including a lot of people who wouldn't have gone outside before. Our community is growing because the barrier to entry has dropped. And as someone who used to put these great outdoor athletes on a pedestal and wanted to be like them, like I said, it's, it's played out. I'm, I'm over it. Part of it is because we have so much more knowledge now than we did before. A lot of stuff that used to seem automatically badass, now it carries some baggage with it. Think about what we know today about ultra running, a sport that has had a relatively meteoric rise over the past 10 to 20 years. And that's awesome. I've run two ultra marathons. I've gained a lot by doing that. But we also know that ultra marathons are fucking hard and don't come without a cost. Like, for example, I had the chance to actually chat with Courtney Dualter at a race a few years ago for just a few minutes, and she was exactly as everyone describes. Wonderful, happy, bright, an absolute joy to banter with. I don't think ultra running has ever had a better ambassador than Courtney Dualter. And yet, because of what I know about the sport now from reading about it, from doing it myself, I, I hear that she sets a course record at Western States, Hard Rock, and UTMB in the same summer. And my first thought after, holy shit, that's amazing, is, wait a minute, is she okay? I mean, same thing for Walmsley, who was once in a Hoka-made training tips YouTube video and his first tip was, make a plan to run every day. That means seven days a week, which is terrible advice. There are so many stories of ultra runners who destroy themselves because they don't stop. Either because they don't want to, 
or because they feel compelled to for some reason like sponsor obligations or their own inability to let it go. Well, and then we have FKT culture, the same as the ultra runners. I'm not diminishing Carl Sabby's accomplishment, but I just, I don't know. And I don't know, maybe I'm getting old, but I just feel like heaping praise on these kinds of things takes away from the spirit of why something like the PCT is there. And I know I'm tiptoeing around being labeled a hater. I promise I'm not. I just feel like this conversation is in the same place as the endurance parents who make their kids ride bikes under the header of it's an outdoor mountain sport. And our knee-jerk reaction when we see that is, oh man, that's so inspiring and badass and hardcore. And we don't question if it's the right thing to do. If competitive ultra runners and through hikers want to push their boundaries, that's awesome. But I'm not so sure it's awesome to frame what they do as something that's important to our community. I believe it's something we should look at from multiple angles, and I'd love your feedback on this one in particular. So send your emails about all of the stuff to myrockbite at gmail.com. Okay, last thing today, I have a fight to pick with a recent trend. I keep seeing people wearing their fanny packs over their shoulders, and I'm, I'm over it. I'm mad about it. It drives me crazy. Like, literally the other day, I was on the gravel bike path I take from my house to do my standard midday bike ride, and I passed two probably late 30s, early 40s mom types out for a walk, both of whom had a fanny pack across their chest. And after seeing this trend now in a lot of different places and online and as part of fashion posts and social media, I was curious how it actually started. So I did some research and I found a 2017 article from thecut.com that talks about this trend blowing up in New York City in 2017. So I don't know if the pandemic slowed it down, but man, it seems like it's everywhere now and it's driving me crazy to see people doing this. And I do feel like this is our outdoor community's fault. You can follow this trend back to the outdoor space because many of the little waist satchels that everyone is wearing incorrectly have outdoor brands on them. But man, how does this shit happen? Is it like one drunk hipster in New York in probably 2016 put their fanny pack over their shoulder by accident and then someone they knew liked the look and copied it and before you know it, it starts spreading? If that's true, I guess the thing I should be happy about is that a trend can start by grassroots means because it doesn't seem like this was manufactured or a manufactured look by a bag company or fashion magazine. But I'm not sorry to say that when I see someone doing this, all I want to do is run up to them and say, you're wearing it incorrectly. It's the human equivalent of a picture hanging crookedly on the wall. You just want to excuse yourself from whatever you're doing in life and fix it. And yeah, I know I'm just whining here with no real purpose. And at some point, this trend will also pass. But if you're listening to this and you're wearing a fanny pack across your shoulder, just stop. Also, you're probably wearing Crocs, so stop both those things. And hey, but hey, Mountain Smith, this could be your time. You could capitalize on this. Bring back your classic hiking fanny pack in a brand new way. But being an outdoor brand, you'll probably you know, get to it after the trend is over. But anyway, that's the show for today. Please take a second and follow The Rock Fight. Rate The Rock Fight on the podcast app you're hearing it on right now. I know that's an annoying request, but if you like the show at all, it's tremendously helpful for us to grow. Please email to be on the show, myrockfight at gmail.com. You'll be featured on a future mailbag. Please send all your emails in. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC. I'm Colin True. Here to take us out is less than Jake's Trista makes with the Rock Fight Fight song. Have a great weekend, Rock Fighters. Rock fight.